You are listening to the Uplevel Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey there. So today I'm going to talk about mindset. Imagine that. But I'm going to talk about why it's important and like how it came to be in my business as an integral pillar of how I approach business and how I do business and how I look at the CEO that I want to become. So rewind to 2000, we'll call it 16. So this is an interesting story. 2000, it had to have been 2016. I was not married yet. I was living in North Carolina. Um, I was working as a virtual assistant. I always knew that I wanted more. Obviously, being a virtual assistant was not my calling. I had just left a fancy, flashy corporate job. And I started over as a virtual assistant because that's what I could do, right? And and that's okay. You start with where you can get your foot in the door and build from there. And that was my mentality. And so I was relying on hustle and blood and sweat and true grit. And those are all great qualities, but they are not sustainable. They are not what you want to rely on because they will bring you to burnout. But anyway, back to the story. So I was living in North Carolina. My boyfriend at the time, not even fiance, who is now my husband, he was in Las Vegas for his work, right? He is a fighter pilot. He was out there with a bunch of the guys and they were doing a training exercise in Las Vegas. And so being single and footloose and fancy free, and oh, by the way, building my own business, even though I didn't even look at it like that at the time, I hopped on a plane to go out and visit him. And so in the airport, I stopped in and I was looking at the books. I love to look at the bookstores in the airport who doesn't. And there was a book on the shelf called Mindset and it was by Carol Dweck and I picked it up and I'm like, oh, this is interesting because I like to read for like personal development. That's always been a hobby of mine. So I grabbed it and I read it on the plane, not the whole thing, but I was like, oh my gosh, it resonated with me on every single level and like spoke to me. Like I can't even tell you that something spoke to me in in so many ways. It was like, this is why you switched your major in college to something that was easier that you could do better and faster. Instead of looking at, hey, I'm finding organic chemistry to be incredibly challenging. Why don't I get a tutor? Instead, I looked at that as you're not good at organic chemistry. You better give up on becoming a veterinarian and switch to something that you're good at. You don't want to let anyone see you fail. I had the epitome of a fixed mindset, right? A scarcity mindset. Instead of looking at opportunities, I was looking at failures or or obstacles as the limit to my capabilities instead of saying, ooh, this is an opportunity where I can learn and do better. So what does this have to do with my business today? I had no idea that that would be such a pivotal piece of the way I looked at potential was picking up that book in the airport. And so I was just telling my husband the other day, like, how crazy is this that we live in Las Vegas now? And in the gym at Nellis Air Force Base, I remember sitting on the floor, stretching, getting ready for a workout and telling him and another fighter pilot friend of ours, Wes, about this book and how amazing it was. And oh my gosh, have you ever heard of this concept of the growth mindset and the fixed mindset? And the psychologist has done all of her life's work and it resonated with me in this way and that. 
And I could see the eyes rolling back in the head of my now husband. And then our friend Wes, who is much more like me, he was like, oh, that's so interesting. What's the book called? I'm going to have to read it. That book has become the catalyst for my love affair with mindset work and realizing how important it is in everything that we do, but especially in business development. That book has single-handedly shaped the way that I parent my child and strive to be a better parent each and every day. How I try not to pass on my scarcity mindset tendencies to my child and make sure that I set her up to have more of an inherent growth mindset. Because here's the great thing. You are born with a certain type of mindset, but that doesn't mean that you have to stay in that space, right? Your mindset is developed from experiences that you have. So right now today, if you assess yourself and say, okay, I have a growth mindset or abundance mindset more so than a scarcity mindset, that's great. And you can still improve upon that. Or if you're finding that, oh my gosh, I think that I'm in the camp of scarcity mindset or I'm in the employee mindset space and I want to be more of a CEO mindset focused person, you can become that. That's the beauty of all of this. So fast forward some years and I've really decided to go all in in my business sort of. My brain is telling me I'm, I've gone all in. But the reason I'm doing this podcast today is because a conversation I just had today sparked this and made me realize something that was really important to talk about. And that's when I went all in in my business, I wasn't going all in. Yes, I had invested. Yes, I had taken massive steps. Yes, I had decided that I was going to make a change. But I was playing it safe because I didn't have to hustle. I had the privilege of not having to build a business because I was married and we were financially stable. And I could go slower and more cautious than a lot of people who have to hustle to keep the lights on or put food on the table. And so I'd kind of given up that hustle mentality and that true grit mentality. And I remember talking to my coach at the time and saying like, here's the thing, like I don't have the drive I've had before because I'm feeling kind of comfortable. And she told me like, you are going to have to dig deep and almost trick your brain to want to have that drive and that hustle because otherwise you're going to stay in a place of being safe, right? I didn't have the fear, the what if I take this chance or what if I put myself out there and what if I fail because I was being cautious and going slow, which is okay to some degree. But I was just talking with a client today that realized that she isn't taking big risks because she doesn't have to financially. And so that's holding her back in terms of her business growth. And I realized that so, so much. And so That point in time is also when I started remembering back to this concept of this book I read and thinking about mindset and saying like, I have to think bigger. I have to think about the endless potential that is out there and the possibilities that await me. And if I'm not putting myself out there in a big way, and if I'm not going all in, I'm actually doing a disservice because I'm not helping people make massive transformations in their business. So mindset was like the little spark that helped me stop playing small in my business. I remembered that I needed to start thinking like the business owner I wanted to become. Just because I had the mindset that was keeping me stuck, I was playing safe. I was allowing myself to stay in that scarcity mindset, that fixed mindset. Like I don't have to go any bigger because I'm safe where I'm at. And why would I take risks if I don't need to instead of Why wouldn't I put myself out there so that I can achieve endless growth and see what else is possible in my business? I was only looking at what was possible based on what was directly in front of me, not imagining really what was possible. And so I really started digging into doing more mindset work and studying the concept of the CEO mindset versus the employee mindset. And there's a lot of correlations between growth mindset and fixed mindset when you start looking at that. But this is kind of the evolution of my mindset journey and realizing I have 
true grit. I have hustle. I have drive. I can learn anything I want. But all of that effort is not going to get me nearly as far as I want to be if I don't have the right mindset to also take that to the next level. So that's why in my coaching, I've developed like this three-prong approach that I really believe in, which is simple strategies to grow your business, rewiring your mindset to start thinking like the business owner that you want to become, and then the accountability to make it all stick. And part of the accountability piece right here is this podcast, like showing up, listening week after week and getting little nuggets and little gems, hopefully, that are going to reset you and say, okay, that's my little shocker for the week of I need to think bigger. I need to think differently because it's normal for me to be in this place of a fixed mindset or a scarcity mindset or an employee mindset. But I'm going to change that and I'm going to become this other version of a business owner that I want to be, that I know is possible. Maybe you don't even believe it 100%, but you know that there's more and that's all you have to do is lean on that. So what is the difference between a CEO mindset and an employee mindset? To oversimplify, an employee mindset is really the person who has the mentality of, tell me what I need to do and I'm going to go and make it happen. And along with that, there is a limit in terms of potential for growth because there is already roles and responsibilities defined for you. So that means that there is a limit in terms of how much money you can make. Sure, you might get raises, but you hear all the time, like I reached the growth potential in my company, right? And that for some people is a catalyst to get out and start their own business. The employee mindset also tells us that if we're not good at something, that means that we should put our skill set somewhere where we are good. So that's where the fixed mindset kind of comes into play there along with the employee mindset. Like, okay, your skill set isn't as good in this area. So that means that you should actually be in this role, right? Instead of the CEO mindset would say, hmm, can I learn a new skill? Because as a CEO of my business, I can learn anything. Anything is possible. I might not be the best at it, but I can learn. I can learn to improve. I can always acquire new skills. Instead of doing the thing that I did in college, which was I'm not good at organic chemistry. I'm going to run and find another role for myself so that I can be successful instead of saying, you're going to become good at organic chemistry. That would have been the CEO mindset in that case. Instead, I was scared and ran away. So the employee mindset also is someone who isn't willing to take risks, right? They don't have to. It's not their business. They are there to help someone else's business grow. They're there to do 80% of the work. The CEO takes risks because they know that the potential in terms of growth in their business is limitless. It is directly correlated with how much potential they want to realize for themselves. They also focus on doing 20% of the work and delegating the other 80%. They're not worried about being good at all the things. They don't have to be. They can learn whatever they want, but they're also looking for people who can do things better and faster than they can. They set the rules instead of living under someone else's guidelines, right? They can create a role and responsibility description for themselves any way they want and they can change it at any time because they call the shots. Failure is not failure when you're looking at it from a CEO mindset. It is an opportunity to learn how to do things better, differently, however you want to process that in your brain. But it is not a failure. It's a learning experience. So the CEO mindset and the employee mindset are very, very important as you grow your business, as are the scarcity and the abundance mindset, okay? You want to love mindset work as much as I love mindset work. Trust me, it will be pivotal. It will change how you approach situations. When a discovery call doesn't go as you had hoped, it's going to change how you think about it. It's going to change the fact that you're no longer going to beat yourself up. You're going to say, 
That's interesting. Let me debrief about that. Let me learn how I can improve my system or let me learn how I can be clearer in my intake forms. Or yeah, that really wasn't in alignment with the ideal clients that I am trying to attract and work with. Or that didn't resonate with the vision that I have put out there. Or that doesn't match my core values. Instead of saying that call didn't go well. That is how you start to change things in your business. And changing your mindset will change your ability to achieve things that you never even thought were possible because you couldn't see them before. When you start really focusing in on your mindset and saying, how would the version of the business owner that I am becoming react to this situation? How would the version of the business owner that I'm becoming make a decision in this situation? You start acting like the person you want to become. I do that every single day. I remember when I said, I want to make my first 10K month. I physically felt sick about that. I didn't really even believe it. I had no idea how it was going to be possible. But what I did know is that it was possible. And if I started acting like a business owner who had consistent 10K months, that was going to be the game changer. That's what was going to set me apart from people who actually got to 10K months and who didn't. And so I started creating offers and attracting clients and putting prices out there that correlated with becoming a business owner who had consistent 10K months. And you know what? I got there in less than three months time. And then those 10K months were sustainable. And then it was 15 and then it was 20 and then it was 30. And it's just gone up from there because I have really embodied the practice of running my business like the next version of business owner that I want to become. And I do that every single day. And my peers do that. And the people in front of me do that. And I've embraced things that were uncomfortable to me, like affirmations and really helping train my brain to think differently, telling myself it was possible to have multi-six figures in my business and to grow my business three times in one year. I started to believe what I wanted to believe was possible by affirming them, by stopping myself when limiting beliefs came in and saying, okay, hold on, where's that actually coming from? Do I have any evidence to support that? What else would I like to believe instead? And then when the fears about failure come up, asking myself, so what? So what if it doesn't work out? Who cares? And asking so what all the way to the bottom of the food chain, I like to call it in terms of the negative thoughts until I don't have any other questions to ask myself and I have no other choice but to just go out there and do it scared because fear is important. So clear back to the beginning of my story when I said, you know, I was building my business, but I really wasn't because I was playing small because I could rest on the laurels of the fact that I didn't actually have to work. I didn't have any fear driving me. I was too comfortable. And so now I have fear in a good way on the daily, like wondering what if and what else is possible and having that fear push me along and push me out there before I'm ready. So doing things before you're ready because knowing that so did every other multi-six-figure business owner ahead of you. They didn't wait until they had every single certification or their process perfectly mapped out or their sales page looking glorious or their website running like they wanted. They did it before they were ready. They did it scared. And they did it believing that they knew it was possible to achieve the goals they put out there for themselves and some. So that's what I want you to do this year. I want you to dedicate to embracing mindset work like you never have before. And this might be simply reading the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. This might be embracing affirmations in your business. This might be listening to my podcast every week. This might be joining me over in the Up Level Lounge, which is our free group. I talk about mindset a lot, but in a very, very digestible way. This might be investing in coaching with me. I weave mindset into everything that I do and I teach. Yes, 
My coaching is a blend of mentoring and coaching because I hold space for you to make your own decisions as a coach, but I also mentor you and say, hey, here's what I've done. Here's how you can do it better and faster than I did. Here are the tools to make that happen. So I have group coaching. I have very, very limited number of spots of one-on-one coaching and also a mastermind. And it all depends on where you're at in your journey. But I will support you in stepping into that role of embracing mindset as part of your business growth journey because becoming the CEO that's possible is something that you're going to have to tell yourself that there's no more excuses. There's no more waiting for the right time. It's time now. It's time to start taking action like that business owner that you want to become would do. And so for a lot of people, that's coaching. It's it's getting support. I know it was for me. Once I started working with a coach, things really, really started to pick up in terms of momentum because I could talk to someone who had gone before me, who understood what I was trying to achieve and also share their learning. So when it comes to picking a coach, whether or not it's me or someone else, make sure that you resonate. Make sure that they truly understand what it is you're trying to achieve because there's a lot of great coaches out there and there's a lot of people who really don't get it. So do your homework, ask questions. I think that is so, so important. And I always welcome you to come and have a conversation with me. If you are somebody who has an established business, you know, meaning like you have proof of concept, maybe you are a virtual assistant who's really ready to transition into that operational or strategic role, or maybe you're working as an online business manager and you are ready to bring on consulting or go to VIP days. Like I'm your person. I'm not your person if you want to just get started in the online space. You are welcome to reach out to me and I have some glorious resources, but my magic is helping those people who are already doing something really be able to reimagine what else is possible because it's really hard for us as the person in our business to really see what our full potential is. So I like to bring out my little magic looking glass and say, I hear you and here's what else is possible and paint a picture and come alongside you as your coach, whether it's in a one-on-one program or a group program and really help you step into your role as a CEO of your business. And that means treating your business like a client. You'll hear me say that a lot, but it's so important. Like when is the last time you blocked off time for CEO time, right? You need to be creative still. You need to get those creative juices flowing and go back to your why and say, what else do I want to create in my business? Does this feel in alignment? How can I get it there? How do my boundaries look? What are my big goals? Because you're spending all of that time and effort doing it for everyone else. Why aren't you doing it for yourself? And that's all part of the mindset work. Because if you are acting like the CEO that you want to become, that multi-six-figure business owner, then you have to remember that's what those people do. They create time to work on their goals because CEOs set goals and they track them. So tracking metrics, how do your metrics look in your business? Are you tracking your efforts? Because effort as a CEO counts, right? That's the difference. We've been taught for far too long. The effort doesn't count. It's only the results. That's hogwash over in my world. Your effort counts. Listening to this podcast today counts. You are doing professional development. You are learning how to become a better version of your business self. And that matters because that's shaping the service and the product quality that you're going to put out there in the future, because you're going to look at things differently and you're going to say, how can I do better? What can I learn? So give yourself a little pat on the back today for showing up because this was 
important. And I hope this resonates with you. And please come over, join me in the Up Level Lounge. Let me know what your biggest takeaways were because it's really, really inspiring for me to hear somebody say, hey, I listened to your podcast and I learned this. Don't ever think you're bugging me, no matter what stage of business you're in, whether or not you come to the group, send me an email, drop me a message on Instagram. I want to hear from you because it really lights me up and it gives me inspiration to keep showing up and doing these podcasts week after week. So thank you for listening. Leave a review if it resonates with you. And I cannot wait to see what else is possible for you in terms of your mindset growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Uplevel Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.